everyone and welcome to the English Link podcast with me, Elle. Link is the app that allows you to learn a new language from content you love. You can make anything into a language lesson, YouTube videos, TV shows, news articles, podcasts, whatever it is that you want to learn from. Remember to like this episode and follow or subscribe to the podcast from whichever platform you're listening on. If you're learning English, you can find this episode as a lesson on link in the description. Today, I have a special guest, podcaster, language coach, and language learning content provider, and also co-host of the Women in Language event, Kirsten Cable. Kirsten, welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Excellent. I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Yeah. Um, now, it's morning here in Vancouver, but you are in the UK. What time is it with you? It's seven minutes past 5 p.m. Okay, excellent. Yeah. So thank you so, so much for joining us after your day is done. And I'm sure you're tired, but we appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. It's a bank holiday, so I've, I've done oh, nothing all day. Because right. bank holidays mean holidays, you know. Yes, of course. I forgot. It's uh, Easter weekend. Okay. Easter week. Lovely. So you've had the day off. Okay, that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. And you have some sun in the UK, I think I read. It's it's super, super sunny. Yeah, yesterday yes. it was sunny and reasonably warm and I went swimming. And this today, so it's all outdoor swimming because our swimming pools are right. still closed. Oh, and right. today it's it looks really warm, but it really isn't. This morning there was snow. Whoa. It's, like it's, where you are, there was snow. Yeah, it's wow. just April, April weather. Like it's not staying yeah. down or anything. It's just a little bit of, yeah, I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's unpredictable, April. That's true. I know. Um, so, Kirsten, you run the fluent the website fluentlanguage.co.uk, and mm -hmm. you offer resources and run a blog, and also your wonderful podcast, uh, the Fluent Show. So, tell us about the Fluent Show. You've just, I think, are you at episode two hundred and ten now? You just surpassed two hundred. Yes, episodes? well wow. researched. <laughs> We hit episode 200 last year. We had a little party. We had a little um, quiz. I love a quiz. I am just so into quizzes. So we had a big quiz. And my my friend Beckin came from, she hosts a podcast called, oh, they, sorry, they host a podcast called Oh No Lit Class. And they came and brought us this literature quiz. It was amazing. It was, it was so random and fun. And since then, yes, I have had, I'm now in a new system where, in this podcast, which is all about languages from so many different angles. And what I don't do is just do the kind of standard, I, I think it's, it would be more of a standard kind of polyglot show if you just go, hello, person who is so gifted and speaks five languages, tell us your secrets. And yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, do that as much because I find that language is in every aspect of our life and has so many different angles. So I try to bring in as much variety as I possibly can. So the season we've just finished is 10, 10 episodes is a season. The season we've just finished was linguistics season. So okay. I had a academic who researches stylistics. We learned what stylistics is. We talked about neuroscience and how there's lightning in the brain and what that, what inf impact that has on how you speak and the language you choose, how you code switch. That was incredibly interesting. We talked about the languages of Western and Central Asia. And I had sort of, I have a co-host, Lindsay, who mm. pops in every now and then. So every season, there's two or three episodes where we just hang out. They're much more relaxed. They're much less 
you know, that there's less less and more content at the same time. There's just more laughs. And we did Amazing. Words of the Year 2020, and we did our top tools. That's a staple. We've done that for six years now. Yeah, so the, the podcast is just a lot of fun and an excuse for me to indulge my curiosity about all things to do with communication and languages. Amazing. And you just mentioned the words of the year 2020. I'm intrigued by that. What, uh, what are some of the standout words that you guys talked about from last year? Oh, oh, a good one. Because we looked at words from the USA, not so many from the US because there's just such a list. We looked mm -hmm. at the German words of the year, oh, Bri oh. British, lots of British ones, but also Australia and something that st mm. stood out in my mind. Um, the big themes were obviously coronavirus, mm -hmm. so COVID, um, mm. lockdown word of mm -hmm. the year. Mm -hmm. And then in, in Australia, they had um, ISO, so the as a prefix you know like the little letters that go at the start of something and mm -hmm. in australia you can have you can put on iso kilos for example and it's just oh. iso this iso that and that's something very specific to australia every year that seems to be something quite specific to australia that i really like <laughs> i'm trying to remember what else there was black lives matter was the other sort of big theme mm -hmm. and i think somewhere the word of the year was just they Mm, so it was nice. it was there was also uh the the kind of extension in pronouns and in uh, non-binary uh, conversations that we're having now so the language always reflects what's on people's minds and i mm. love that so much about words of the year it's really really fun oh, it sounds like a really in-depth conversation amazing uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a long long list really <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, since ever since I found out that you are a person who, I don't know if it's a, a language you're actively studying right now, but you are someone who has studied the Welsh language. Um, as someone from Wales who um, knows people, who's, I know people who speak Welsh for sure, but it, it is, it's a very lesser known language. There are around <laughs> 3 million people in Wales, and I think around 20% of those people living in Wales speak Welsh. I know that number, that percentage is increasing uh, over the years, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, but so that's around 20% of 3 million. That's not a lot of people. <laughs> and um, yeah, I know you're studying Welsh. And I just spoke with Luca Lampariello, actually, and he said he is uh, one of his languages of the year that he's studying is Hungarian. And his when he told his uncle that he was learning Hungarian, his uncle was like, why? Why would you waste your time learning a language like Hungarian? No one speaks Hungarian. Well, for Welsh, it's even even fewer people. So I guess my question is to you, why Welsh? And <laughs> and also, have you had any, um, have you experienced like a negative attitude towards your interest in Welsh? Any pushback, like anyone asking you, why would you do that? <laughs> I get a lot of why. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And um, the answer that I have now learned is, I don't know whether you're going to understand me, it's Pamlai. Oh, okay. Why not? Yeah, Pamlai is Welsh for why not. <laughs> and that is really much like, it's there to be learned. Mm. And I cannot express to you how much, how fun I find Welsh. I don't know why. It's just, it's like <laughs> my bay. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's it's so much fun. I really enjoy 
um, Sharad Kamrag, uh, Desky Kamrag. I just love it. It's so mm. much fun. And I am still actively learning. Yeah. Okay. Because um, nice. I'm super slow. So I've been learning for five and a half years and I'm at level B2 now. So I can have my conversations. But to be honest, I've been having conversations of some description for years because that's just how I do it. Yeah. Um, basically shout my five words at people and then call it a conversation. She's fluent. <laughs> <laughs> I just there are okay there are there are there are specific whys that I could point to mm -hmm. um mostly to do with the fact that I live in the UK and I live in the UK as an immigrant if you want to see it that way mm -hmm. when I started learning Welsh I have to go one more step back I guess because I am from Germany and I am from quite near I'm from like almost a border region. Mm -hmm. So maybe 50, if you drive 45 minutes from where I'm from, you're in Luxembourg. So mm -hmm. I grew up like near Luxembourg and France is really close and Belgium's really close. And th there's always been kind of languages like you can get, you can get easily get a Luxembourgish radio station, which is a language that is significant for our region. It influences our dialect really heavily. And the world at large maybe doesn't care about Luxembourgish, but I don't think I ever really assigned value in that way of like, well, what do English speakers think is important? Mm -hmm. they, they never yeah. do any language learning anyway. Like, what do they know? So <laughs> <laughs> and and I already knew uh, Spanish and French and, you know, I've done some Italian and I've done some Russian and blah. So I've kind of done all the ones that you have to check off. Mm -hmm. German is my native language, so I got that one for free, and <laughs> which means I sort of was a little bit free, maybe right. to to play. Yeah. And once I started learning Welsh, it started when we went on holiday in Wales, and you don't run into necessarily unless you go to specific mm. areas. You don't yeah. just run into people who happen to speak Welsh. Mm -hmm. But we were on the in the car. We had this podcast, and the podcast was sort of teaching us the basics of like Boreda, good morning, Prananda, good afternoon, da da da. And I'm like, oh, this is fun to say. These are all fun to say. <laughs> and uh, all the signage is bilingual in Wales, mm -hmm. and there was just this part of me where. The more I learned Welsh, the more I kind of started getting into it, the more I felt like, I describe it like in a video game, you know, where you're on the hidden level. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I started to feel. And then I went for the first time to the Eisteddfod, which is the Welsh mm. sort of cultural festival yeah. thing, uh, where everybody's <laughs> camping. Mm, and big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's amazing. And I, I'm like on the mice camping, right, on the camping thing. Um and I woke up in the morning in my tent and around me, there's these children running around and people chatting and they're all chatting in Welsh. And I thought, it's real. Like, mm. it's alive. It's actually here. And mm. I felt like that amazing feeling. You know, when you're going on holiday or you're traveling and you're in a foreign country, I felt that, but in the UK. Mm. And I'm a big believer in we don't need to travel halfway around the world to find adventure. And that gave me the kind of linguistic adventure. So I feel like Welsh has given me so much, so much. Fantastic. 
that it's ridiculous to ask why it's ridiculous <laughs> it's absolutely i don't understand why people resist it because it is flipping awesome yeah <laughs> yeah it's a bizarre I, I said bizarre <laughs> language it is bizarre i mean this the pronunciation and the spellings in welsh are something to behold <laughs> i feel like um but yeah i love that linguistic adventure that's a, that's a great that's a great mm. term i like that um, well, thank you. Anyway, if you, you I feel like you're a bit of a you're a bit of a champion for Welsh. Um, so thank you from the Welsh people. Thank you. <laughs> Very undeservedly, like, and don't don't make make no mistake. In my Welsh class, every Thursday evening, I get told all the time, "Oh, I've got a teaching four German people, and there is a Syrian refugee who's learning Welsh." And that you know, because the community is so small, you. Everybody just seems to be like, here is a non-Welsh person learning Welsh. Look at them. I love it. I think it's a lot of fun. I think I'm having so much fun with Welsh. I'm so grateful to the language and its teachers. Oh, excellent. (laughs) So you, as I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the episode, you co-host the Women in Language event with Mm -hmm. Lindsay Williams and Shannon Kennedy. That's right. Uh, Tell me about the event. How how long has it been running for now? Is it you've had two? No, we've just finished our fourth. Oh, four! Wow, excellent. Uh, well, <laughs> yes. bad research there. Sorry. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> and so, um, tell us a bit about why you started uh, the event, and um, yeah, then how was the most recent one? Because it just happened last month, right? Uh, yes, it, it happened in March. Mm. Um, it, it was a little confusing because in twenty twenty mm. we had a we moved from our usual slot, which was in, which is in March, and we kind of moved it to September. So that year just seemed to confuse everybody. Right. <laughs> but yeah. women, women in Language is an online language conference, a four-day event. We have about 30-ish speakers, 34, I believe, this year. And we, ha- we host sessions all live, all hosted by one of us three organizers. We host panel discussions. We have got a very lively live chat running all the way through. And it's a real buzzing event. The idea behind Women in Language was to champion, we, we say champion, celebrate and amplify the voices of women in language. And just we can widen that out to lesser heard voices in the sense that, you know, we're, we're totally open. We've had non-binary speakers, transgender speakers. <laughs> that's, that's no deal. The idea though really was from noticing. And obviously when you're a woman in the polyglot space, you notice more, right? The things <laughs> where you see the lack. Mm-hmm. And we felt there was just a little bit of a imbalance in terms of it's media attention for sure, general sort of I, the idea of what a polyglot like that that image seemed to just be a lot of guys, mm-hmm. um, and then that meant the kind of here is an expert panel of people who are multilingual and all that stuff that all skewed man, and I'm a strong believer in <laughs> this isn't really about like what I. You know, like, I'm not saying I make women in language exists and now the world is perfect. Mm. I'm a strong believer in when I've got something that really gets me riled up and I get a bit ranty and I might have had a bit, might have had a rant or two about whatever. Mm. 
<laughs> I'm such a graceful person. <laughs> <laughs> that you got to do something about it. And I felt, not just me, it was sort of Lindsay and Shannon and I, we didn't sit down together and say, oh, we are really unhappy. Am I allowed to say we are really unhappy you know we didn't sit down and say oh something needs to change instead we kind of i had my rant and then that was it and then months later Lindsay, Lindsay sort of brought up oh i'm looking at international women's day which is the 8th of march and i thought maybe we could do some kind of a event thing maybe i wanted to organize something do you want to do you want to you know do you want to help do you want to do something together and i was like oh, yes i do that sounds amazing. And I just got really excited about it. We brought Shannon in. And then when we started looking at, well, who could we have? Who could we work with? We really quickly realized we don't have a one-day event. We've got like a festival here. Mm-hmm. And we called it Women in Language to kind of set that flag down. Um, but it isn't an event about women. It isn't an event where we discuss women topics, whatever mm-hmm. those are. Mm-hmm. And it isn't an event that excludes men at all so now that we've just had the fourth one you're asking about um something we're very proud of is in the four years we've had over a hundred speakers so we bring we don't have a lot of repeat speakers we focus on bringing in new speakers every time new voices Mm -hmm. we have improved in terms of diversity i would say our first one was like people we know turns out they look like you but it, it was you know we've certainly improved on that and i'm really proud of that And um, it's a really welcoming space. But the other thing from just sort of anecdotally looking through the names of registrants, we've had more guys this year. Like, and every year just kind of get this movement going. So people realize, okay, even if there's just, even if you, even if there's just a load of women on stage, doesn't matter. It's still a really cool event. And I personally don't really see that many expert panels where it's just women. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so proud and delighted to be putting all that together and being a part of kind of putting that in, in the world. It is so much fun um, and it's only $29. So we get a lot of participation and we try to open it up as widely as we can. And yeah, <laughs> it's, it's sort of become a movement and an event that has a name in the space, which don't know. Don't know if we planned that, but here we are. <laughs> here it is. It's fantastic. And so then next year's event is a safe bet. It's it's going to happen next year. I know it's early days. You just had the fourth one. but Well, you know, I, I, if you've ever organized an event, you probably know that there's moments where you think I'm never doing that again in mm-hmm. my life ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, there's a good chance. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And we would be in the women international women's day sort of time slot so that's the first usually the first weekend in march roughly excellent Excellent. yeah yeah it's it's too special really it's it's a special time people really love it wonderful um i want to ask you a lot of our listeners viewers are learning english Mm -hmm. and um and i'm sure other languages too and i always like to ask anyone i get on who has mastered so to speak languages outside of their native language um if they have any advice and from you i would love to know i I noticed that reading through your website and listening to you that kind of inclusivity is a big big thing for you um and you the message on your website is you know anyone can learn a language doesn't matter who you are where you're from you can do it it's really positive i love that do you have 
any advice for anyone listening who um, might be thinking, you know, wondering if they actually can, if they, they've never learned a language outside mm. of their mother tongue, they're wondering, can I actually do this? I don't know. Uh, do you have any advice for, for those people? My advice would be to not spend too much time in wondering if you can do it mm. and to just try. Try, mm -hmm. try, try. And when you, because if you're spending a lot of time wondering, can I do this? Can I do this? Then when something goes a little bit wrong or you make a mistake, then you're already asking the question. And then it's really easy to go, ah, there's the evidence. I can't. Mm -hmm. I'm going back to bed. Yeah. And like, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Instead, try to just find something that makes you really want to do it. Mm. Because there's many things in life that, you and everybody you're doing it doesn't matter if you can do it or not right you're just doing it because mm -hmm, it's fun mm -hmm. you know if you i don't know go to the cinema you don't you don't go like oh i don't know am i too stupid i don't know will i understand this like most of us we have at least one thing in our life that we just do because it's awesome and mm -hmm. you would do it even if you weren't sure that you know you could go all the way like you know mm -hmm. how many people play play football slash soccer and they're never going to be a professional player it's not about that and yeah. if you treat languages like that if you treat english like that like find something really cool and just kind of follow that and stop asking can i do this because then a year down the line you'll be like oh yeah oh yeah turns out i can and yeah. that's a nice feeling <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's great advice thank you um so what's in store for you for the rest of 2021? Of course, it's a weird time, but things are still <laughs> happening. The world is still ticking yes. over. <laughs> um, what's in store? Well, the there is a at least one more podcast season coming, mm -hmm. and I'm hoping for... I've got plans for the next three, so let's, wow. do, let's do the next one first, uh, which is uh, it's going to be a season about teaching. So I've got a few mm. interesting teachers. We're kind of talking more about teaching and something I really like, which is talking business because mm. I'm a one-person business, mm -hmm. and you, which means you spend a lot of time thinking about all this kind of stuff, and there is so much mindset and psychology I feel like we have a parallel with languages I, I really like that space the, mm -hmm. the the coaching I guess motivating space and the exploring how to overcome your inner hurdles and you know really sharing strategies and sharing what's worked for me in the last nine years of doing this self-employment thing so I'm really looking forward to that that's the podcast on a personal level I'm hoping to go home and see my family. Yeah. And this this is weird, Elle. You know what I miss almost as much, possibly some days more than my mom? <laughs> oh, I, I hope your mom's not listening to this. Well, I can, I can talk to my mom on the phone, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I can't talk to the vineyards. And I am from the Moselle Valley, which is all vineyards. And oh. I have found, like, I really missed just looking at the vineyards and just seeing that's like my my feeling of home is when I'm in a vineyard <laughs> it seems and enjoying so, the products of uh, the vineyard I'm sure yeah, yeah I mean I've got some <laughs> I've got some in the fridge that's fine yeah. <laughs> but I grew up in a winemaking 
family and oh, wow. uh, yeah vineyards I think are really important to us so I felt I never know I never knew before the pandemic stopped me going for so long that I miss the landscape of my home and I really mm. just want to you know just go home to to see home um, mm -hmm. and that's something I'm hoping that this year we're gonna gonna go back and gonna you know I don't care about traveling the world that can wait another year but I really just want to go and see some vineyards <laughs> so there is that um, and I'm hoping to relaunch my online course for teachers in line with the teaching season so mm -hmm. working on a few corporate business projects too yeah wow busy busy it sounds like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope you get to go home and enjoy the vineyards and uh, best of luck with everything you have planned for 2021 and yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Kirsten. You're very, very welcome. Koiso. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.